Hey there, hope you are doing well. I just wanted to get this podcast out in a timely fashion because, holy smokes, things are changing at absolute breakneck speed here in Canada. And I wanted to share my thoughts with what is currently happening. Um, For those of you who are maybe not in Canada, I'll just kind of paint the picture here. Uh, We essentially, as of last weekend, so uh, the date now is January 25th. uh, So I believe on the 22nd of January, there were global protests against uh, mandates, against passports, against all that good stuff around the world. Um, Millions of people in all cities around the world standing up and uh, voicing their concerns um, on all of these matters. And of course, uh, mainstream media for the most part was absolutely silent on that. Um, I think I did see a Canadian uh, broadcaster report on something that was happening in Europe, um, but nothing about what was going on at home. And so we did see, uh, particularly in Toronto and uh, Montreal, some pretty significant um, protests by our standards anyway. And uh, even prior to that, what was then decided was the truckers, who are now as of January 15th, and uh, in the US, um, Joe Biden uh, has now, this is now kicked in January 22nd, um, all truckers uh, that travel cross-border between the USA and Canada are required to be fully vaccinated in order to pass back and forth. Um, If they are not vaccinated, then they're going to have to submit tests, they're going to have to quarantine and all of that good stuff. And of course, that's just not feasible if you are running and shipping goods back and forth across the border. So needless to say, um, Prior to last weekend's protest, uh, the truckers organized themselves already into a convoy and they are currently descending upon Ottawa, which is our nation's capital. And uh, they they plan to be at Parliament Hill um, and essentially they are going to peacefully protest and shut things down until the mandates are lifted. All right. And I wanted to share, so that kind of provides a bit of context as to what is going on. Uh, I will tell you that the support and the momentum that has this has garnered is unprecedented. Uh, we literally have convoys. Some of them are 70 miles long um, that are coming from coast to coast. And uh, for those of you who don't understand Canadian geography, um, in order for you to drive, if you have to drive from British Columbia to Ottawa, Um, even if you were going for it, that would take you two days solid, maybe even three. Okay, so it's a a long drive. And uh, we are a very sparsely populated country spread out over quite a large landmass. So this is significant that people are coming in from the East Coast, from the West Coast, from all over. We now actually have uh, truckers that are coming in from the US as well. And uh, from the from uh, across the US as well. So Uh, The numbers are all over the place. I mean, no one really knows how many people are going to be there. Um, Some have projected as high as 500,000 people total. So that's not 500,000 truckers. Um, We're we're just talking about people who are supporting this. And I I think, um, you know, I'm recording this short episode because there's a couple of things I want to point out that are very important here. Okay. The first one is... um, you know, the the truckers themselves, there are many truckers who are both vaccinated and unvaccinated who are standing together because they are essentially standing against um, medical tyranny, uh, forced injections, and so on and so forth. Um, 
which is a good thing to see. So finally, we actually do have some unification, which is great. Um, the the concerning things here, right? So on a positive note, um, I think that, uh, you know, because of what truckers do and their role in the economy, they do actually have a lot of clout, all right? So if you just take a look around at every single thing that you have in your home, from the food you eat to the computer that you use to the clothes that you're wearing to the car that you have, etc. Every single thing has had to come across that border in some way, shape or form. And yes, some of it does come through the ports. So the Vancouver port is uh, pretty significant. Um, about 30% of Canadian of the Canadian economy comes across that uh, through that port. And uh, the the port itself, just on a side note here, the port itself in Vancouver, um, I'm not sure if it's open yet. Right, it might not be open, but we you know we had floods a few months ago, and that washed out a lot of the main arteries. So our our connection with British Columbia on the west coast to the rest of Canada is largely crippled, which means that we cannot get a lot of those goods in from the port and distribute that to the rest of the country. We also uh, are having a hard time getting exports out. So you know this is winter now, but we are only a couple of months past uh, harvest. And so a lot of the farmers are having trouble getting their uh, export crops out of the country. So when you look at the economy from the border perspective, from the land border, 40% of Canada's economy travels across that border, the land border, and is transported by truck. So what this means is that we have the situation where, um, you know, if the if truckers stop working, which they're doing, uh, we are going to see major, major disruptions to the supply chain. And on a positive note, uh, this is a lot of clout and a lot of gravity in terms of forcing the hand of the government to essentially scrap the trucker vaccine mandates, but I'm hoping that we can actually scrap all mandates and scrap the passport system. Okay, it's a little bit lofty, but nonetheless. So that's on a positive side of things. And I do think that them descending upon Ottawa and uh, this this convoy and this movement, and I tell you, the support that they have, literally people standing outside in sub-zero temperatures, it is freezing cold right now, and people are lining up on the side of the highway with, you know, drinks, banners, uh, warm drinks, coffee, whatever. People are opening up their homes to to let these guys and these people stay in their homes. So it's really a, a fantastic point of unification, which is which is wonderful to see at this point um, in the so-called pandemic. Now, on the downside, and this is really why I'm recording this episode, because I want people to pay attention to what the potential collateral damage is here and why I think this might not be a good thing. You know, if you've listened to this podcast for a while and you've heard me bang on about a few things, if there's one thing that you might have caught over and over again is that uh, we are moving into this digital space, right? So digital IDs, uh, digital passports, um, etc. And if you want to get the real deep dive on that, you can go and listen to um, the Fourth Industrial Revolution and Technocracy, that episode that I did with Alison McDowell, that dives into all of this, right? So these digital passports, these vaccine passports, etc. And, and when you go beyond that, uh, you know, we are 
looking at a situation, and I'll just cut to the punchline here, whereby if the truckers persist with this um, convoy lockdown, this action, I don't know what to call it anymore, but if they, if they park themselves at Parliament Hill and they bring this country to a standstill, right, from a supply chain and e- economic standpoint, and let's say they occupy Parliament Hill for two, three, four, five, six weeks, because their plan is to stay there until this disappears. So we, we essentially have a standoff situation. The ripple effect is going to be absolutely catastrophic on the supply chain, Absolutely catastrophic. I'm talking like, you know, we we are starting to see the first um, rumblings here of, I wouldn't say empty grocery stores. Certainly, I haven't seen that. But certain items are, are sparse, right? Certain items are missing. Uh, this has the potential to get far worse uh, to the point where, you know, we we're going to see a significant impact across all sectors. And not just that. I want you to also consider that as much as we can say, oh, there's going to be a percentage of truckers that are not employed, and so so what? Like, let's just give other truckers more work. It doesn't really work like that because these truckers only have a finite capacity for load. You know what I mean? They they can't just like pack their trucks with another guy's load. Like it's that's it. They can only carry so much, and even if you pay them more, it doesn't really matter, right? So there's that side of things. But the other bigger things here are consider all of the people and the businesses that are manufacturing these goods that are supposed to be transported. They are now going to be hit because they cannot manufacture goods, right? They might have to lay people off. Uh, Their production is going to come to a grinding halt or severely will be severely impeded. And then on the other side, all of the goods that would normally land up in distribution warehouses, right? Those warehouses will no longer be receiving goods. They will have to lay off staff. The stores and the businesses that are receiving these goods to then in turn sell them to the general public, they will also be impacted, which now means that we have this ripple effect of uh, increasing unemployment, increasing damage to businesses, and to people's livelihoods, right? So that's the long plan here. And again, if this keeps up for two, three, four, five, six weeks, we don't know what's going to happen here. But here's coming back to this whole idea of technocracy and, and digital IDs and whatnot. My concern here is that if it plays out in the way that I've just laid out, what the government is doing is making more and more people dependent on them. And so this... Uh, movement that we're seeing right now has the potential to backfire in a very, very bad way. And as I've been speaking with some of my close contacts and friends, uh, we are sitting in a very, very precarious moment here. And I would say that this is a precarious, uh, this is a defining moment in history, to be quite frank, especially for Canada. We've never seen anything like this before. This is unprecedented. And the gravity of the situation here is absolutely huge. Again, if you consider that the port in Vancouver, which is 30% of our economy, and that whole, those arteries are crippled, We now have supply chains, which is another 40% coming across the southern border between the U.S. And not to say that all 40% is just going to dry up. Of course not, right? But even if that is uh, 5 or 10% between those two, maybe 15%, every single person here in Canada is going to feel this, right? 100%. And so um, 
I'm sharing this with you just to get my thoughts out there because I know that as much as we have a lot of support for this movement, which I, I on the one hand, I fully support, I think that, uh, you know, we've been to enough protests. There have been protest marches every single weekend since March 2020, and it has done absolutely nothing. So I think that the time has come where we have to ratchet things up a little bit if we do want to um, – preserve what what we have and if we do want to get to the other side of this pandemic but again my concerns here are the very real world consequences whereby you know uh, especially if we can't get food if we can't get that sort of stuff uh, this has the potential to be somewhat of a catastrophic event um you know, for those of you who have known me for a long time, like I'm not trying to instill fear here. I'm not trying to instill panic at all. Um, but I will just say that uh, perhaps you just you might want to consider um, stocking up on a few food items and non-perishables uh, at least to get you through the next, you know, couple of weeks perhaps, uh, hopefully not longer than that. And uh, my hope is that, um, you know, in a blue sky world here, my hope is that the intention behind the Trucker Convoy 2022 has a very positive and favorable outcome whereby we can essentially reclaim our right to body, bodily autonomy and the right to choose, right, via informed consent. Because that's really what it's about, right? And if you start getting into what these truckers are talking about, a lot of them, they've got their vaccines, they're fully support the vaccinations, and they're like, I will get it. If I need more, I will get more. But what they're not supporting is they're not supporting mandates. And, and that is really my position. I have for a long time, I've been against mandated medicine. And, you know, my hopes and dreams here would be that the government scraps all vaccination mandates and scraps all vaccination passports, and we can all carry on with our lives with the right to free choice. And uh, people can then make their own decisions as to what they would like to do, and uh, we can return to some degree of normalcy. So, uh, thanks for listening. I mean, really, it's just uh, me getting my thoughts out here. This is a pivotal moment in history, and I think that uh, over the next week or two, uh, we are in for some very, very interesting times. Um, so I just ask that you keep what is going on here uh, top of mind and just pay attention to what is going on uh, because it has the potential to affect us all. All right. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and you have a great day wherever you are.